Join the millions of people who are chucking processed and refined foods and are basing their healthy diets on whole foods and non-GMO foods. This is where we talk about clean eating. It's the Clean Food Network Show with Lisa Davis. I love the farmer's market. I love to get my fresh produce there. And we are joined now by the wonderful Dr. PK Newby. She's a nutrition scientist and author with more than 20 years of experience researching diet-related diseasing and teaching students about why what we eat matters farm to fork. I love that. Hello, Dr. Newby. Welcome back. Hi. Good to be back with you again, Lisa. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, definitely. You know, I was when I saw this uh, topic, I thought, oh, this is so interesting. I didn't know there were any myths. So this is really good education for me because I go to the farmer's market as much as I can. So why don't you jump right in? Start with the first one. Oh, sure. Happy to do so. And before I do, I just want to mention sure. quickly that to your listeners here that I am a farmer's market fiend. I love my markets and I my life would not be nearly as happy or tasty if I could not wander around them as much as I can. So it's really important to understand that, that I'm now when I'm going to get into some myths, I am not dissing our wonderful farmers. There are amazing reasons to support your market that we can get to later. But it's the misinformation that kind of I have some pet peeves about because I'm a scientist and I want people to make the right choices for themselves and the planet. And I also don't want them to feel guilty about what they can or can't do. So I'm here to kind of raise awareness and then people can make the decisions that are best for them and their families. But the point is, with uh, here's your, your down at the end, things are so great, why, why do you need to add anti-science, right? There's so many good reasons to support farmer's market. You don't need to add in a bunch of kind of anti-science crap. <laughs> so the most, pop, the biggest one, the biggest one is people think that eating local is the best thing you can do for the environment. And um, you know, if people want to, we won't have too much time here. So if people want to get more information, they can go to um, my art, this article online. But the bottom line is that it's not. The best thing you can do for the environment, hands down, is to eat less meat. And that's meat of any kind. And that's because the biggest contribution to, to climate change and also just environmental degradation is how food is produced, not how it's transported. In other words, where you buy it. So sure, food miles is a thing. Your, your lovely raspberries might have traveled a lot less uh, distance to get to you than the ones imported from wherever, let's say, you know, South America or what have you. But it's really the chemicals that go into producing food, and especially things like beef, that takes the real toll on the environment. So that's important to know. And there's a longer story there, but the bottom line is if you want to make the best choice for the planet, eat less meat. All right. Yeah, I get that. And sometimes at the farmer's market, you'll see a grass fed organic meat. And I have to admit, I do eat that. Now, I don't eat it a ton, but I do enjoy that. And when I do buy meat, that's the way that I get it. So I usually say to people, if you're going to eat meat, then that would be the way to go. It still has the same impact or I shouldn't say yes, same exactly. Similar. You know, so sure. it's still, but yes, if you're, you know, again, if people just eat some, um, again, there are good reasons to support your local markets by, by, by all means. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, what's the next one? Another one is that, and I've heard this from farmers and from people talking about how local vegetables and fruits are more nutritious. And that's just mm. flat out incorrect. They might be more delicious, for sure. I, as uh, you might have heard me talk about, and I certainly <laughs> talk about in the article. But the fact is that, again, it's what happens sort of during 
something when it's picked and how long it sits around and all kinds of things like that, how it's stored, how it's prepared that really impact the nutrient content much more significantly than where it's grown. So think about it, like for your listeners, you have a a person in California eating a local carrot from there and you have a person in Boston eating a local carrot from Boston and one is more healthy than the other just because you're getting it there. It's it's overly simplistic and it's not the case. And in fact, frozen fruits and vegetables can be more nutritious because they're picked at the height of um, their freshness and flash frozen. But the point is, you know what, the, the differences are, are insignificant. You want to just be eating more veggies, but it's definitely not true to say, oh, these are more, more uh, you know, these are more nutritious because they're local. It just doesn't make sense scientifically. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I am the biggest fan of the organic frozen vegetables. I mean, I get this one mix. It's got carrots, broccoli, mushrooms, red bell pepper, onion, and green beans. And I eat a bag a day. And I keep thinking, should I eat more? (laughs) I eat a lot. Oh, yeah. Should I I eat more? You know, I also try to make a salad a day to balance it out. And then on days I don't have any fresh vegetables, I feel bad. But now I'm thinking, why am I feeling bad? Right? I mean... There's that whole raw argument I'd love to have you back to talk about. Where they're like, no, you can't cook anything. And I'm like, no, I Thinking like about to cook. Anti-science. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, real? Okay. Well, let's take it. Bring it on, girl. As long as you with me, I go with the science, uh, you know. But, um, I like it. Yeah, no, I like I, it. <laughs> thanks for the shout out about frozen. I can't say enough good things about frozen sure. vegetables. And can. You know, there's everyone, no one is eating enough fruits and vegetables. And probably including your uh, listeners. Not that we're not trying. It's just. You can almost not eat enough vegetables, you know? So if frozen helps you get there, that's excellent. Oh, good. That is good to know. All right. What else should we keep in mind when it comes to our farmer's markets myths? Well, local food, seafood is not necessarily more sustainable. And local is local food, seafood in particular, or seafood rather in particular, is a really complex area. And I think that's the thing about all of this stuff. Is it's complex. It's just not as straightforward as you want to be and that want it to be. And that doesn't mean that the science isn't there. It just means there's so many different factors. And you, probably your listeners are familiar with them. You know, is seafood contaminated? Or how is it caught? Or is there bycatch? Or all of those things, which can lead to food waste, by the way, meaning if you catch a lot of uh, you know fish in there that you don't want, they're just tossed. So the fact is that, um, and whether something is wild or farmed, of course, is the biggest one. And farmed fish, the systems have gotten a lot better these days. And you can have wild fish, by the way, that's a predator that's heavily contaminated in mercury, like your, you know, your big eye or your bluefin tuna. So it's not a matter of whether it's local or wide, it gets wild. It's a matter of where it is on the food chain. Uh, usually the best advice, if you want to be, go back to your sustainability, is eating low on the food chain, right? I was talking about oysters earlier or, um, you know, your clams or any anchovy sardines. All those are really healthy and they're most likely to be, um, you know, they're least likely, excuse me, to be contaminated because they're so low on the food chain. And most of the oysters, well, you know, by it's the way, funny because... What was that? Most what's farmed? Most of them are farmed, actually. Like Island Creek oysters. Oh, really? Fantastic. You know, so people kind of think wild is better, but it's not necessarily the case because they said people can, you know, fish over fish using wild methods. So it's, it's really quite a complex area. Here's the upshot. If people are into it, you know, I have more about it on my blog. Or go to Monterey Bay Aquarium, download their seafood app or another seafood app like the Nat Geo, National Geographic, because it helps you balance the risks and benefits and it will tell you which is the most sustainable. And it's not necessarily the one from your local stream. It could be one that's um, raised sustainably elsewhere or, or farmed. And I use the app. You can't possibly remember it. 
you know, Lisa, you have, you really, <laughs> I use it when I'm at my fishmonger's counter because that's how serious I am. And I'm like, oh, this is off the list. Oh, this is on the list. It's really quite oh, that's interesting. Nice. Oh, that's so handy. You know, I want to mention sardines. I I need to eat them. My friend Joanna, who I've mentioned before, uh, who I adore and listens to the show regularly, she sent me sardines in the mail, which I thought was so cute. (laughs) And because, I mean, I could just go to the store, but she, you know, she heard me talking about them on one of the other shows. And I have to confess, I still haven't tried them. I'm sorry. I will. I don't know. But it's something about about it. But my husband loves them. I don't know. But aren't those the types of fish we should be eating, right? If you're going to Well, exactly. Because they're those smaller oily fishes. And also, if you eat, their their bones are really tiny and you can't really get the calcium, too. So they're actually really quite nutritious. Um, And they give the umami boost to a lot of foods, like your teaser salad, right, that you don't know is there necessarily. But my my husband and I are just kind of addicted to anchovies. It's absolutely an acquired taste, though. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This goes by so fast. Kiki, I love having you on. I love your science background. Tell us all the ways people can learn more about you and your fantastic work. Oh, well, thank you very much. You can find out all you would ever want to know and probably a lot of things you don't want to know at pknewbie.com. And you can, I have recipes and you can find out about me and you can book a speaking engagement or, or anything that uh, floats your boat. And I'm, I'm here to, to help people live their healthiest lives deliciously. So please um, check it out at pknewby.com. Fantastic. Dr. Newby, thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening to Clean Food Network. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Health Media Gal One. To hear past shows, go to cleanfoodnetwork.com. I promise I will try those sardines. Everybody take care and stay well. Stay well.